I don't know if it was the the dollars weren't behind or or what happened to Invictus. Well, uh, you hit part of it right there. It was it seemed like it had gotten uh, thrown together at the wrong time because to a lesser degree, I mean, we talked about stacks and how you know we saw stacks fall apart, but um, Invictus and Hot Wax were victims to a lesser degree of that very same thing. Music was changing, and they didn't change fast enough to appease the insiders, the music moguls, or whatever you want. And by the time the music did get turned around and uh, was more of a disco vein, uh, things had passed a lot of the Invictus artists by. Mm. An interesting fact about the next artist, Hot Wax, which is affiliated with Invictus, but this Hot Wax recording by Laura Lee, Since I Fell for You, and whew, what an epic version this is. This is an epic version, mm. and um, very much in the style of a Millie Jackson. Mm. Laura with gets the, with, Yeah, with the spoken intro, and mm -hmm. a very good one it is. Yeah, Laura gets into setting the table, and she's telling you what's happening and whatnot, and then, you know, she just drops the bomb on you with the vocals, and uh, I like it very much like that. I think she must have listened to, and Millie must have been one of her uh, idols I, exactly yeah. as far as who to pick up from and take things from yeah and this is uh, from that same era and what a perfect uh, comparison that is to Millie Jackson caught up which uh, was an earth shaker but an interesting additional fact to keep in mind when you're hearing this beautiful tune was that she almost married Al Green and they were a thing and somehow it just did not work out Ooh, can you imagine what it would have been like <laughs> <laughs> yeah what a duo myself you know and I looked up and I looked dead into the eyes of the finest man you ever laid eyes on girls you wouldn't believe it <laughs> drop top he was looking good he smiled at me and I smiled back at him and I went on about my shopping and he drove on off thinking about my shopping and that fine man I just saw and I looked up and he was standing right behind me. So I didn't want to act like I was afraid of nothing. So he smiled at me and he started hitting on me. And I said, say, mister, I already got a man and he's good to me. So he said, it ain't nothing wrong with having a cup of coffee, baby. And my heart got in the way of my mind. And the devil got into me. And we sat down and he rapped to me over the coffee and he's telling me all those sweet and innocent things and you know what? Right there, I lost my heart to him. But now, he's gone. And I just want to let him know how I really, really feel. Now I'm sitting here with pencil and paper with tears in my eyes because I still love him. And I just want to let him know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you made me leave my happy home. That's what you did. You took my life and now you're gone. Oh, it's too bad. What you gonna do? 
girls that thought I could never but never be captured. He said he wanted my mind and he got it. But the sad part about it, girls, is that I still love him. Every night, baby Yes, I do Ever since I fell for you Can find out 
FM CITR African Rhythms David Jones and Mike Ingram and that's a track we played last week I guess <laughs> it's on our playlist now <laughs> <laughs> it definitely got graduated yes yeah, indeed yeah a very powerful performance on ICA 7 inch only it's not my time LV Johnson and he's got a couple CDs on stacks uh, or sorry on uh, Itchy Bound from the 80s look forward to bringing those to you also LV Johnson beautiful blended voice uh like that swoop at the end i tell you for somebody who is one of those artists that has like one or two songs that are out there very often it's because you know they had no money and they put every little bit of whatever they had into that effort and from the song just from the styling alone i mean it was in the, it was indicative that lv johnson had a wonderful instrument of a voice there and i hope that uh, maybe this would be the type of thing where somebody else will pick up on OLV and give him some play as well and uh, the word gets spread out 
about an artist like this as well as you know people that you talked about earlier like the Sam Deezes and the David C's of the world who Otis you Clay know, yes indeed yeah. Mm-hmm. you know so yeah some of the ones who have got some recognition uh, this show is definitely about presenting to you some that haven't or most that <laughs> haven't <laughs> because uh, yeah I mean it's important Mike it can't really be done enough because this music's so great deserves to be brought to the people yes indeed Let me take you in my arms Let me take you in my arms and hold you Show you I love you Baby, I love you Baby, I love you Baby, baby, I love you Don't love nobody else You got my love just for yourself Listen Detroit Emeralds on Westbound Records, another great label in the early 70s, Mike. Yeah, Westbound set it off for a couple of significant groups, the Detroit Emeralds and Funkadelic. This Mm. is where Funkadelic got a lot of their um, A material off before uh, they morphed into the parlor Funkadelic thang, as it were. Mm, Yeah, no, it was uh, was a great time, and there was... um, a few other obscure bands, and then there was Eastbound, sister label, mm-hmm. putting out some uh, funky instrumental versions, Caesar Frazier and yeah, stuff like that. Caesar Frazier and um, Donald Austin, Crazy Legs, that was a classic as well, uh, uh, a piece on Eastbound uh, guitarist. But uh, Stair Steps, their second Resurrection album, I really felt for the Stair Steps because this was a group that a lot of people really thought was going to be 
very much like uh, the Jackson Five as far as their metamorphosis, how they grew and became this super group. Mm. They were very, very talented, the, the Burke family. and Clarence Burke on lead on some, and then uh, Kenny Burke, the yeah. younger one coming up, who mm -hmm. ended up going solo. Yeah, and Aloha, who whose coloring on Ooh Child turned it into a number one song. Actually, their only number one song, but drugs had gotten to them long before uh, they had a chance to really get their sound down and grow, and it was a shame because they were one of the most talented groups that I had ever seen perform live. They rocked the Apollo. As a matter of fact, to put it mildly, they kicked the Jackson 5s, but people were talking about the stair steps when they came to the Apollo Theater, and no one, no one uh, in the New York music scene at that time could even put the two of them on the same level. The stair steps were that much above them as far as Yeah, I find that. You know, I find like Stevie Wonder, very sophisticated, or Marvin Gaye, sophisticated quality songwriting and singing. And let's check out from Se Second Resurrection. And this is Passado. <laughs>
UBC Radio CITR 101.9 FM on your dial The show is African Rhythms And that's something special Luke Courtney's got it going on from 74 Does he have it going on? <laughs> that was an awesome piece of, mu uh, of music And the fact that that would go to sleep for as long as it did Before folks woke up to it really boggles my mind but epic records had a bad habit of letting a lot of stuff like that slide i mean shocking man management at the top it was just terrible because at that time epic also had labelle and patty labelle at that time when she was in that early 70s thing her act was one of the best live acts i ever saw and i thought this would be the type of band that would be perfect for a live album Epic never even thought about doing a live album with them, and I was like, to I was just totally shocked that they never took the time to even go that extra distance with a band like that. And and with this Lou Courtney thing, I'm amazed mm. that they went through the trouble to put it together because why would you put such a good piece of work together and not get it out in the street? How could anybody not think that that would be um, as big as what's going on? I mean, it's uh, it's it's a serious piece of soul music, and. Uh, as time goes by, Mike, and um, we celebrate and recheck out this music from yesteryear, you know, we just got to shake our heads sometimes. Yeah, it boggles the mind, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here's another one. The Modulations from 75 on Buddha, produced by Vince Montana. Well, now, Vince Montana was one of the few that when disco broke, he had his head right as far as what he wanted to do, and he made good stuff. Vince Montana eventually became president of Salso, and um, even though they did turn out a lot of disco, a lot of the Salso stuff was very, very well done. I mean, uh, as far as the arranging uh, and things of that nature, Montana had his head right in that regard. And I think if had been a, a label like Salso had been the, uh, the and not the exception, then a lot of labels would have followed suit with that, and they would have put out quality stuff. What bothered me most about disco was that you could replace a voice. Yeah. With music, but they weren't concerned with replacing it with music. They were, were they were concerned with replacing it with these schlocky kind of beats and stuff, and it didn't work. I mean, it got to the point where the repetition was more annoying than anything else, and that's what I think turned a lot of folks off that were really into music. Yeah, the um, stuff. when yeah, I mean, regularly you come across complete and utter garbage, and that was a sad thing. But uh, back in '75, the modulations were certainly not on everybody's breath, but hey, you know, let's get back to that socially conscious, socially aware theme and check this out. Yes, man. We never guess, man. 
Celebrating 60 years of UBC Radio, this is CITR 101.9 FM. Up before six on Monday, checking on the job you read about Sunday. There's another man just like you. He's up checking too Your kids don't have food to eat You don't have the shoes on your feet But politicians want you to vote When you can't Mike from William Bell there, Man in the Streets. Yeah, another playlist song here, and, and, <laughs> a, and a favorite, yeah, there's a lot to like about William Bell, actually, he's a very talented arranger and musician. 
Yeah, he certainly is. I mean, we've played a few classics by him. And let's go off in a different direction now. I've got a surprise for you, Mike. Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah, I made up a little new scratch mix with one of my favorite authors, Henry Miller. Uh -huh. Over that's The Wick Tropic of Cancer, Henry Miller. Yeah, The Tropic of Cancer, Henry Miller. A little bit of some thoughts from him mixed over that nice Herbie Hancock remake that uh, we've been digging on. I... 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 I personally uh, don't feel this way, but this is the way I look upon the world. myself uh, a fortunate man and that I'm a happy man. That I've accepted the world and life, you see, even the atom bomb and the total destruction, if you like. Do you see Other people, the most of the world, are, is is concerned and is worried, but is incapable of doing anything about it. But it, but 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 is incapable of doing anything about it. prevents them from doing anything. As soon as you give way to fear, I... As soon as, as soon as you give way to fear, I mean, do you say you become the victim? You've got to get detached, you see. Let's, let's, let's say indifferent. Indifferent, if you like, which is rather light, but, uh, but there's something to this indifference. A certain kind of indifference is like an armor, a protection. It doesn't mean that you are not fundamentally concerned. And Mike's uh, sprung a special surprise <laughs> on me. <laughs> See, I didn't want to get caught in the surprise department now. So in, yeah. in, in keeping in tune with the Canadian content that we yeah. are supposed to have on this show. Yeah. Uh, well, I put my little um, bid for Canadian content there with my mix. And Mike sprung out of his uh, little Walkman <laughs> here. A song that um, I think I've said to you folk on uh, shows before that, you know, Mike is a, a singer in his own right and also a songwriter. And um, there's something special here that uh, you wrote. Um, you got a friend back east to sing yeah, Actually, yeah, a young lady, Carol Armstrong, she uh, she actually sang for me. She worked with a band back east and was nice enough to help me uh, work on this demo. Uh, this, the name of the song is called Drama, and there are two versions of it. One is called The Light, which is more of a dance track, and this one's called The Darkness, which is a little uh, jazz-colored. Uh, you'll hear a soprano sax in the background. I wrote the lyrics to the song, and a gentleman from the Vancouver area, a young man by the name of Dave Clenahan, very talented musician, uh, played the original melody, and I just uh, spent the extra coin to go on ahead and have the whole thing redone. So this was this was a demo from about four years ago. Redone. Four years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Well, let's uh, check this out.
Did you ever have the feeling you were being watched?
Yeah, that was something special. That's um, produced by, um, written by Mike Ingram. I'm real glad you dug that out. So the, name the, uh, the, the name of the song is called Drama. Uh, there are two versions of it. This one that you heard was the jazzy one, and it's called Drama the Darkness. Uh, the lead singer on this song was uh, Carol Armstrong, and she worked with Black Rock Coalition back in New York, and she also sings out of Philadelphia with a band, and she was gracious enough to help me with my demo project. Uh, I wrote the lyric to the tune, and the original music was written by a very talented young man named Dave Clenahan, who is originally from Liverpool, England, but settles in Vancouver. And is yeah, some nice little guitar town. riffs in there. I, I love her beautiful haunting voice. Keep bringing it, my brother. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear more. I want to hear I'll you sing one of these days. Well, <laughs> I, I might do that for you, my yeah. brother, but I, I got to do it right. The ancestors would not forgive me if I did not do it right. So Yeah, well, that's, that's great. That's and it, it, it just worked out to be a great, great another show, Mike. Yes, indeed. My brother is always good to be back in the saddle here and it was nice to get a good three-hour show in my belt man being back from new york for a while i was looking forward to this mm, uh, coming back and putting some good stuff together so. wasn't the same without you mike <laughs> <laughs> and we have to thank oh jaime in the studio here you know he and the gremlins showed up for a little while but we, we managed to overcome yeah so we, was good. we had a little rough spot around <laughs> the soul children but um the funny thing was I messed up, and then you messed up, so um, we even think alike when we mess up. There so you go. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, okay. Well, we're going to squeeze um, a couple of last tunes in, um, and to end the show, I'll send this one to thank you, Mike, for bringing such a great um, great tape there, and that was something special. And uh, the final track for the night, our own Canadian Bobby Taylor, and a very obscure track entitled there are roses somewhere for you and me. Boy, this is something, Mike. Wait till you hear this one. <laughs> oh, sounds like good stuff. Yeah. But I guess before I got to go, let me say out here to Port Moody, to Port Coquitlam, Burnaby, New Westminster, Vancouver. If you all want to know where the soul trees grow, the roots of all that, and that that encompasses it, can be found right here on African Rhythms. Amen to that. That was Mike Ingram. I'm David Jones. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM on your dial. Peace and love. And on a rooftop, there's a world of 
It's just a couple of minutes after 9 o'clock, or possibly right on the button, depending on how you set your...